Hey everybody, welcome to the special summer series of the Yogi Misfit Sessions. Today we're coming at you with episode two. It's a quick reminder before we get started, we are now available on Spotify. You can search under Danny Pomploon or the Yogi Misfit Sessions. And if you love the podcast, uh, please give us a review on iTunes and share it with your friends. Here goes, Summer Series Episode 2. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the second session, summer session of the Yogi Misfit podcast. I'm Susanna, taking over the, the, the host seat today. And, of course, we have... Me! <laughs> That's Danny. That's me. <laughs> and if you listen to the first one, and you're listening to this one, too... You're brave. <laughs> brave. Just, like, very good soul, I think. So... Go ahead. If you're just tuning in, guys, uh, this is the uh, the second episode we're working uh, for all the questions that people uh, tuned in. And so now we're going to answer these questions. Yes. So uh, last time we talked about authenticity and keeping it real um, in, in a lot of different ways in social media and uh, as a teacher and all that good stuff. And today we're going to answer some more very specific questions from teachers. Um so yeah, I'm excited about it. these questions. Are great questions. I like. And yeah, I'm I like. I can't wait to hear your answers. I want to ask the question and then you answer first. Okay. Okay. Fine. Okay. So the first question that we got, which is like a question that comes up all the time, do you sequence before or not? If you wing it, how do you do it? Do you read the room? Do you, you know, like go off of what people want to do that day, et cetera, et cetera. Oh my God. You know, this is like a loaded question for me. I'm so excited to hear your answer. It's almost like you knew you, so you were going to take the host seat for this one just so that it, you can grill me on this. Yep. <sighs> okay. Fine. I'll do it. <laughs> okay. So I want to start by saying there is no right or wrong way. And you know, that that's just honestly what I believe. I have preferences as my my teacher Jason has taught me one thing in life. The word preferences will get you out of anything. It's the best word ever. <laughs> ever. But it's true. I really do have a preference on how to do things. I think for me, um, and I have, you know, I've obviously friends with with both kinds of teachers, although, you know, I, I know that my way is better, but that's not here <laughs> nor there. Um <laughs> I think that for, I'm just ultimately like spiritually, I'm way better as well because I do it my way. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So um, with that being said, I think that for me, uh, for me, I my brain does not operate well on a whim like that. I think that I think best when I'm more thought out. And I'm also the kind of person that like anything that I teach before anything I teach to a class, I practice it before in my body because I want to know what it feels like and I want to know what it's doing to me and how I'm going into it. And that's not to say like, oh, well, you've learned those poses, so you should already know that stuff. But those poses together, getting to that outcome or wherever I'm going, I want to feel and I want to make sure that it feels good in my body. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, because of you know my training with Jason, and it's funny because I kind of thought this beforehand because I was an Ashtanga practitioner for a long time 
repetitive movements for me make a lot more sense than just kind of on a whim, like, hey, let's, you know, like vinyasa class is like, you know, like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. It's like that, that lifelong saying, right? It was in that movie. Um, That didn't, that didn't land well, did it? That was a bad joke. Uh, No, I, I, it was, I did. Well, yeah, I didn't know it was a joke. Well, I was referencing Forrest Gump because Forrest Gump said box of chocolates in life. I, I got that part. I just thought it was a reference. I didn't know that it was meant to elicit a laugh. Good talk. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, and what I've noticed is that like when I start to work, like the way I do things now in class is like, uh, you know, it's I work on like a set family of poses or a muscle group or whatever it is, a theme for a while. And I've actually been doing that for a bit. And then I learned this in Jason's training. And then I was like, cool, I'm onto something here. Like that, you know, I should stick to it. And as I stuck to it more in the formula that he taught it, like what I saw was my students progression getting better, quicker, like not just better, but like actually understanding the information quicker. Yeah. In addition to that, for me as a teacher, when I know what I'm going to teach, I can focus on more reading the bodies. I can focus more on like assisting. I could focus more on, you know, whatever it is, everything else instead of like, shit, what did I do on the first side? Oh, wait, I got to get, okay, I got to go here now. Now I got to really like pay attention to like where I'm at as opposed to like, I know the feeling, I know what's going to happen. So I just, you know, it gives me more permission. I've studied it, right? So my material and my prep is ready so that I can focus on everything else that's going on in there. I think that I used to think that sequencing, not sequencing teachers, I actually would call it lazy. I'd be like, that's just lazy. That's not doing your work and just kind of showing up and doing whatever until I was corrected by a really good friend of mine who's a really good teacher. And he's like, I just don't have to do that anymore. It just comes naturally. And I get that. Maybe my brain just doesn't work like that. Like I'm a planner. So for me, I think it makes more sense to sequence beforehand. And that way you've already got that part down. You can focus on the other things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that all makes sense. It's a really strong method. And if that method works for you, which it obviously does, and it works for a lot of other people too, um, like stick with that. As you said, there's no one right way of doing it. Um, You know, kind of calling back to the last episode about authenticity is like, do it in a way that you feel most comfortable with. Um, and in a way that, because that will help the students engage more. Right. And if you're watching and you realize that like your way of doing it isn't really helping the students, then go back and like rework maybe how you decide to sequence a class. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I tend to fall somewhere in between what you do and sequencing on the fly. Mm -hmm. Um, like I know where we're going in class before I teach. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I often like, this is a little like secret of the trade. Um, I often ask for requests, mm-hmm. what people want. Mm-hmm. And the truth is like, we're going to do all the things. I teach a really well-rounded class, but it gives people a little bit more agency, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's often things like hips and shoulders. Like it's often things that are very easy to work into like where I want us to get to anyways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, um, I don't sequence out my whole class before. And, um, and it also, and in terms of like reading the room with energy or the energy of the room rather, um, you know, there are classes that I've been teaching for years now 
So I know that what I come in with, they're going to be able to do, they're going to be up for doing. And then there are classes that I have a lot more drop-ins, a lot more people who are like not regularly practicing with me. And so that is much, much more difficult because I'll often have to just like completely switch my plan. Right. Depending on who's in the room. But I think that even if you have a plan, and this is what I do, right? I think that if you have a plan, you should be able to like know where you can scale down on that. You know, you should be able to know how to turn that plan into a one, two, or a three. For sure. For sure. For sure. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I, um, uh, I'm kind of like, I was kind I was short. So I'm now doing Jason's 500 hour training as well, Mm -hmm. which is amazing and fantastic. And I was sure that Jason must like write out all of his sequencing before he teaches. Mm -hmm. And so I was really intimidated by that because he's in my eyes, a master teacher, you know, he's been teaching for a long time. He says you have to teach for 25 years before you're a master teacher. He's been teaching 20. All I know is he's really fucking good at it. Um, and I was a little bit intimidated because I was sure that Jason must um, plan out his classes like pose by pose by pose, you know. Um, and I do know teachers who do that and it works really well for them. And that's just not what I do. And so I found out, which was really relieving, um, and maybe I'm, I'm misunderstood, but that he knows where he's going. He has a plan of what he's working on. He knows where he's going. and he knows what poses are going to help people get there. So he puts those poses in order in the moment that makes sense to help people get to whatever you want to call it, the peak pose or the focus of the class or whatever. So Um, he knows what he wants to do at the end game and he knows what he has to do to get there, but he doesn't plan how to get there. Right. Um, I think he plans some of how to get there, but it's not written out like now we're going to do this. 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 Yeah. And I learned for myself, literally the first class I ever taught, I wrote out the entire sequence mm-hmm. and I didn't look at it once. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's just not how I learn. That's not how I operate. You know? I think at the end of the day, like, listen, if you're teaching a safe class and there's integrity behind it, whatever works for you works. I think for me, I work best when I'm more planned out. That's not to say that I don't sometimes like on the fly, I'll be like, I want to do this instead. Right. Or like being like, okay, you know, like, you know, I got to shift this over here or whatever. That definitely changes, you know? Yeah. Um, I think we should move on. I think we covered that pretty extensively. Is there anything else you wanted to say about that? I feel pretty good about it. Okay. I think also the takeaway is like. um, My way is better and that's it. Yeah. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. Uh, No, just like teachers are always caught up, especially newer teachers. And I find myself doing this as well. Like, am I doing this right? Is this the right way to do it? Mm -hmm. And if it's working for your students, if it's work you've done, if you're honest with it and you are, like you said, a safe teacher, it's Mm -hmm. good, you know? So yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Okay. Next question. Playlists. Do you oh, make, yay. Do you make a new one every time? Do you reuse them? Oh, my gosh. I love this. Can I go first? Of course. Okay. I'm the host, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. I'm, not, I'm used to being on this side. Um, playlist. Love them. They're so fun. I, um, back in the day, DJed 
So for me, this topic is like, it's my jam. I love it. If you're not on Spotify, get on Spotify. Um, I, I think that, um, to, uh, so to answer the question, do I, do I make a new one every time? I, for a while, do you remember Susanna when I was making new playlists every week, like yeah. every week? And it wasn't like it was for me, it wasn't like draining and it wasn't like, oh my God, I got to make a new playlist. I love it. I love digging for music. Again, I like, this was like my thing for a while. I, I've DJed some, some of your classes uh, yeah. live. Um, I love digging for music. I love it. I love getting to find new artists. I love listening to new tracks and being like, and I can picture the mo- the movements with the motions and I don't know. I just, it's, it's super fun for me. It's like, it's more um, relaxing than it is actually doing work for me. But the, I wouldn't in in it here like what I recommend doing it every week. If you have the time for it, if this is jazzing you up, then go for it. But like nowadays, as I get busier, I don't have time to make one every week. I I really it's really sad because I love doing it so much, but I just I maybe I don't make enough time for it. But I'm also busy working other areas of you know of teaching and all the other things that I have going on that I don't have time to make them every week. Now that being said. I totally reuse playlist and there's sometimes, and again, this is like, just like me being a lot of whimsical. Like there's sometimes where some nostalgia comes back where I'm like, where's that playlist I used to, yeah, I want to play, I want to hear that today because I remember like how fun it was or like, you know, like creating it, like what it brought back for me. For sure. Um, and then what I also do a lot is too, like one, all my playlists are on Spotify. So actually those of you that are listening, you can download every single playlist um, that I've ever made ever, um, from my website. Uh, you just go under blog, it's under beats and you can also download it from my Spotify. They're all public. Um, and sometimes I'll like go and be like, what did I use at the start over here? What did I use at the finish over here? What did I use at the middle over here? So I'll take different elements of it. And then other yoga teachers, they post their stuff too. And I'll borrow from them. I'm assuming that if it's public on Spotify, Spotify, everyone's like, you know, it's there for the taking. So I'll like use different songs that they use and things that I've never you know thought of, uh, of using before. Um, I love making playlists. I, I am, I am a music based teacher. Um, although at the start and end of class, there's normally, normally the start of my class, there's no music for a while. And then we get going and then we, we get started with music. Um, but I, I mean, I love it. I say, do it every week if you have the time for it. And if it's making you happy, if it starts to become more of a task, don't do it every week. Yeah. Um, I spend so much time (laughs) making my playlists and I used to do it like a couple times a week because I assumed that students would get bored of hearing the same thing. And then I realized they don't know that it's the same thing. Like that's not what they're concentrating on. Mm -hmm. Um, I also really believe that if you're going to use music, you have to plan that so strategically. Um, Like it creates so much of the environment that the practice happens in. So like, um, like making my playlist is like almost like a second job. Like, mm-hmm. um, I know where we're going to be about at what point in the playlist. So I like, okay, I feel like this will be better for like a more gentle song or a softer song, but class isn't over yet. So after that, we're going to need to like bring it back up, but I don't want it to be a total 180 and ruin the flow of it. So what is a song that is like, brings it back up, but is in line with the song before, you know? So I think if you're going to make a playlist, if you are going to use music, like make sure that 
it's just not haphazard. I honestly, I cannot stand when I go into a class and someone puts on like Pandora radio or something. I just feel like, you know, that's part of your craft as well. If you're using music, you've decided to, that's part of your teaching. Um, And it really affects the class. So, so know what the effect is going to be, or at least have some idea of what you think the effect might be. You can never really know, but, and then I, I reuse playlists all the time. I mean, I, I ask friends who come to class, I just say like, are you sick of this song yet? And again, more often than not, people are like, I didn't even know that we've been hearing it. People aren't, people aren't paying attention to you. Right. Um, so yeah, I definitely reuse playlists. And like you said, like, there's one playlist that I go back to very often because every single time I use it, people come up to me and ask for the playlist and say like, that was amazing. Like that was perfect with the practice, you know? So there are some playlists that I'm like, yeah, this playlist is fucking incredible. Well, and and not only that, but like you like it and it feels good. Yeah. 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 I say go for it, man. I love playlists. If anyone, again, if anyone ever wants to nerd out on playlists or you need songs or whatever, like, hit up my Spotify and, and then also now Spotify too. Like when you have, I should be making money for this Spotify. You guys owe me some money. <laughs> um, you know, now Spotify, when you start to add songs onto a playlist, it'll automatically like suggest other songs that like it. And I'll be like, Oh, maybe you should put this on there, you know, like so on and so forth. So yeah, no, it's great. All about it. Um, okay. Next question. Nailed it. Yeah. You did really, your answers were really good. Did, really did I win? Good. Did I get a perfect score? Yeah, of course, baby. Great. You are the best, the best person, best yogi, best husband, best human being, <laughs> best being in general. Um, oh man! How do you sequence all levels classes versus quote unquote advanced classes? Oh, pass. Just kidding. <laughs> I can go first if you want. No, I'll go. I'll go. I, I I'll go. I think that calling anything in all levels class is just a little absurd. It's like, it's really rough. You know, that's saying that someone that has never done yoga and also someone that has done yoga a million times should all be put in the same room. And I think that's really hard to do. I think that is a very, very, very tall order, but we do it and we do it all the time. What I have learned when I'm sequencing a, or when I'm teaching sequencing, you know, in a all levels class, Everything that I teach, I always give the demo of the, the the thing that comes before it. So before we even do Chaturanga in my all levels classes, we do knees, chest, chin through Cobra. And then the second round, we do Chaturanga. And then that's where I talk about like, hey, guys, these are two options. You can always skip it as well. This is one yeah. way to do it. Here's another way to do it, so on and so forth. Yeah. And that's not to say that an all levels class is for everybody. It should be for everybody. But the truth is, you know, and it's really a beginner. It, it can't go into an all levels class because there's flow in it. And if they never, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Totally. No, I actually like Jason and I during the last session of the training, were joking that like, if I had it my way, or if he had it his way, like, um, we would make people take a private before they could sign up <laughs> for an all levels class. Yeah. Or make people take a yoga 101 workshop. Or a series or whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever it is before they sign up for a class. Now, obviously, like, we were like, well, our studio would fold. Like, we would have no money. We wouldn't survive. My classes would be empty. Yeah. 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 Totally. Mm -hmm. That being said, I think that 
more important than your sequencing when you're in your all levels class because your sequencing should really just reflect whatever you're teaching. There's one way to go up and there's one way to go down. Anything that you're teaching in class, there's one way to go up and there's one way to go down on that. There's you can up level it or down level it. Your language is more important. So sequencing your language is important when you're teaching an all-levels class. Giving people the opportunity to skip, not demoing the hardest thing, but demoing the lightest thing. You know, like getting people, the beginners are the ones that are looking at the people around them and like wanting to push. And that's where the injury happens and da-da-da-da-da. So like it's giving everyone permission to be exactly where they're at with your words. Does that make sense? Totally. I couldn't agree more. I think it's so important that teachers give options because we might think, well, they know they can put their knee down, but students really are there and they, and they follow what the teacher says. So yeah, you have to give permission. You know, people come in with so many hangups about so many different things. And, um, yeah, you do have to give permission to like, just be where you are. That's an advanced practice in reality. Right. Having the discernment to know what is driving the, um, what's driving the desire for the pose. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think the difference, I guess, versus an an advanced class, well, I kind of just answered my own question. Um, Even in my advanced classes, I always start with some light stuff because there's some people in my advanced classes that shouldn't be in that advanced class. Oh, of course. And I actually, you know, for me, it's a little different, like in an advanced class, um, I know that people want to do, you know, more intense poses or whatever the case may be. And I'm happy to do that because it's really fun. And, um, and it's challenging and it's good to be physically challenged. I noticed that when I teach an advanced class, there is far less language around, um, specific alignment. Mm -hmm. And I talk much more about philosophy and I do that in all of my classes, but in my all levels classes, like I give so many, not too many, hopefully, but I'm so clear with alignment. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm having an alignment in every class I do, whether it's advanced or not. I think for my advanced classes, I throw in more options. Like you can pretty much expect in all my advanced classes, I'm going to toss in handstand because I love it so much. I toss handstand in all my, I love it so much. Yeah. Um, it feels good for me. And I, it's like, yeah. Uh, but not only that, like the language in it's funny cause it's the questions on sequencing and it's like really for me, which a level two, three class doesn't mean that you add 50 more tough postures. It could just be that you flow more and you talk less. Mm-hmm. A level two, three class could be focusing on warrior two, you know, for an hour and really making you feel warrior two for an hour. Absolutely. You know, it all depends on what you want to accomplish. Absolutely. And I think for me, um, it's really important, as you know, um, it's really important for me that students understand that there's so much more to this practice and that the physical work is just the beginning, if that's your entryway. And like the really, really hard work is locking your gaze on one thing and trying only to focus on that one thing and trying to only watch your breath. Like if you can do that, my mind is blown, you know? Yeah. So in advanced classes, I often concentrate much, much more on those types of things um, than I would in an all levels class. Right. Right. I, I, yeah, I, I agree a ton. And, and again, kind of just going back to my original point, like it's a tall order. You yeah. can't, it's really, really, really 
sequence again i may be going back to the oh the first question yeah like sequence what you're going to sequence and know where you can go up and down from there that's why i think sequencing beforehand is important yeah and then if all else fails you fall back on that playlist you're just like you guys close your eyes and listen to music right if all else fails just give them a really long shavasana hour and a half really advanced yoga close your eyes close your eyes we're all gonna transcend together Oh man, so good. A new fairy name, and then we will all become enlightened. That's all of us. <laughs> all of us together holding hands. how I teach. Same. Totally. Well, Danny, this has been such a pleasure, and I think that we really got some good stuff covered. I think we nailed it. Again, we're winning. That's two for two. Uh, at least in our eyes, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, tune in for the next one, which I am super passionate about. Um, it's all about taking your yoga off the mat. And Ooh, I can't nice. wait to talk to you about it. So I guess until the next Yogi Misfit session, this is Danny and Susanna? This is Danny and Susanna. Saying, Peace out. Saying bye. <laughs>